Hi, Arrow. How are you doing today? I am great. Thank you. How many people go up to you and the first thing they say is, thank you for writing this book. I wish my mom had this book. (laughs) Well, uh, not quite yet because it hasn't been released, but my launch team, they've seen it. And yes, they say this is a rallying cry for mothers to make sure that mothers are no longer marginalized and that motherhood can actually be celebrated instead of scrutinized and punished in this country. Boy, that is so true because, you know, in Native American spirituality, when it comes to birthdays, we are to honor our mothers. And so that's why this book is so important Mm -hmm. to me. Thank you. I yeah, I really appreciate that. And you know, when you one of the reasons I wrote the or the reason I wrote the book, you know, being a journalist, not only I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic and had to figure out what next. And it was really to speak up for this group of marginalized people, which is women. And it's statistically proven, Arrow, that once we become mothers, we are paid less, we are valued less, and we are scrutinized more. So Once true. we become moms, we're not viewed as viable leaders anymore. We're we're passed over on promotions. We're paid seventy cents on the dollar. You know, if you had, if your mother worked, I know the majority of moms are working today because they have to. Seventy percent of moms are going to have to will be the primary breadwinner for their family. And if we continue to pay them seventy cents on the dollar, we'll continue debt and poverty. But like, let's value motherhood. If we don't have children. We don't have a human race. That is so so start celebrating us and celebrating what we uniquely bring to the table, but also honoring that we need to be a mother first. A, a, a well-supported mother is a is a productive and a loyal mother in the workplace. You, you bring up a very interesting point about working mothers because my mother did work all the time. And she it, so, many, so many times I felt like, well, that's that person that I live mm-hmm. with. They, they say she's my mom, but she's always at oh, work. Yeah. Because she probably wasn't well supported. Right. And so often in our culture, we have to choose between kids and career or we've been trained to think that the only way to get ahead is to forsake our family. And I just think like we need to this at the end of the day, Arrow, this message supports families and it supports working moms because a healthy country um, has healthy families and healthy families um, are going to have working moms. I hear stories like that all the time. It breaks my heart. I had to stay at home. I don't know any different. You know, mm-hmm. I hear from from most of my mom friends who had working moms, and it usually benefits the child because the sons, at least, of working mothers grow up to be better fathers and better partners, and they should carry their share load or their fair share um, in the home, too. But we've been conditioned in this country, and you look at so many young women who are like, do I want kids or a career? We're faced with the choice. And my point is being a working mom should work. We should be supported and valued Mm -hmm. for motherhood at first. But mothers are incredibly efficient and empathetic. Um, We are wonderful leaders and visionaries. Um, we have courage that, that we didn't have before we became mothers, but don't hold us to these archaic nine to five standards. Most moms want flex schedules or they want hybrid locations, right? They want maybe to to choose their hours, measure the measurables. And if companies don't start listening to this, they're going to be yeah. left in the dust and have they're going to face a hiring retention Um and crisis if they haven't already, because this is what the majority of employees want, not just moms, but let the mom be mom first and honor and value that. If you support her and allow her to be a mother first, she's a loyal employee and she's a productive employee. You are so right about that because with with my daughter, her company allows her to have her office at home as well as in Uptown Charlotte. And, 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 Mm -hmm. and And the woman that she has become because she's got that freedom is just amazing. Isn't it great? And again, most moms are working because they have to. When you allow her, when you take care of the employees on your roster, but when you take care of a mother, she won't leave. Their mothers and fathers are proven to be the most loyal employees. Mm -hmm. And at a time when so many companies are looking for employees or they can't hold on to employees, I'm like, hire a mom. But 
commit to measuring the measurables with her, like your daughter, right? She may not be able to be on every single Zoom call or every single phone call, but say, I'm going to measure the measurables. You get the job done, right? Um, and you give flexibility, but you allow her to be a mother first. And she's going to thrive there because she can, she, because she feels well supported. So good for your daughter's um, employer for allowing her to be a mom first. One of the things that we're going through, especially now, and, and I'm sure that it happened a lot in our earlier years, but mothers who are now being forced into caretaking, taking care of their own mothers mm-hmm. and brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's yeah. an unexpected job and an unexpected journey. Right, right. It's uh, it, that's called the sandwich generation, yep. <laughs> and uh, we're taking care of our kids and our parents. I'm right in that. My dad passed away a couple of years ago, and my mom had a stroke and then seizures. She's now in mm. assisted living. So, and you know that that burden disproportionately falls on women so often. And a lot of that, Errol, it was really fascinating for me in writing this book. It's it's not just like presenting a case for like how we can give working moms the support they need, but it's also the why behind it. And in order to do that, I had to really dig into history and research and figure out like how we got to this point, look at times in our in our country's history, especially the 50s, which we tend to romanticize, you know, and that's where this bifurcation of men's work, women's work, woman stays home, man goes to get, you know, gets a job and brings home the paycheck. That's where it really started. Um, but like the most traditional family we had in America going back you know, um, century, decades is is when the mother and father co-labored and co-produced alongside of one another and they raised the children together. So it was really fascinating to unpack it. And I had an opportunity to interview experts and researchers and moms from all walks of life and sociologists and historians to figure out like, how do we get to this point and how can we get out? So the book's helpful and it's hopeful, but you, you can't figure out how you got to this point if you don't do a deep dive into like, okay, how, how do we get here? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm diving deep into it. Um, so it's a roadmap for a better way forward towards working and momming, but we're going to find a better way forward because we know how we got here. Yeah. We have a better idea and understanding of how we got here. How do we get mom off the Google calendar? Because I mean, with 2.3 kids plus dogs and cats, <laughs> and you're also a coach and now throw in, well, you know, I, I didn't want to be a teacher, but I have to still be a teacher because I want to make sure you're doing your homework. So, but I mean, yeah. we, we got to get mom off that Google calendar. Yeah. And, and moms are often the default for that too. Like even, you know, when I'm away this week, I'm, you know, reminding my husband, you know, Hey, yeah. make sure the kids are doing this and that it's, you know, the best, the, the best relationships are partnerships. And I think one of the greatest things that men can do and arrow, this book is not a case against men. It's a case for the working mom. I have an entire chapter dedicated to how we can invite men into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You guys need to be our allies we need parents and non-parents if we're going to create true change for families and working moms. But one of the greatest things that you can do, Arrow, or I think the way you can change gender equality at home and at work yep. is by taking paternity leave. And if you don't take paternity leave, fight for it. And the reason is because it doesn't just improve your relationship with your kids and your relationship with, with your partner. What it does is out of the gate, it levels the playing field. And it says, we are in this together. We are raising this child together. But if you think about it, out of the gate, the mom's the default for everything. And that's how the relationship and that's how the dynamic starts. So if we can get paternity leave, I think that'll change. I think that's the single greatest tool that we can implement in this country uh, for gender equality out of the gate at home. And it worked. You bring up a very interesting subject because one of my managers just had a, a baby girl. And I said, are you going to mm-hmm. stay home to be with a family for, for, for a lengthy period? He said, and th- and th- we're still locked in this mode where he goes, no, I don't want to do this to the other managers of the business. And I, and um, I went, yeah. oh, my God. He just put the and job. And he's a manager? Of- yes. 
and the, that's what's that's what's scary is the manager sets the tone. Yep. Okay. The manager sets the tone. So now, what do you think every other man's going to do? Same that thing. Has a t- same thing. So it's so important as managers that you you set the tone. And if you have these policies available, don't just offer it. You have to. You can't just talk the talk. You got to walk the walk. Twitter C, former CEO, I think was had like six months of paternity leave available, and he took a week or two. Mm. A week or two. Yep. Take all of your paternity leave. That right there changes gender equality at home and at work from the very beginning. And yes, I mean, there's a stigma attached to it, right? That like he's like he's feeling and he's worried about the the workload of everybody else. But here's the thing. If we don't have kids, we don't have a labor force. If we don't have a labor force, we don't have a growing economy. We need to invest in these kids. It's good for your children to take paternity leave. It's good for your partner. And it's the one thing that I think the single greatest effective thing that men can do for gender equality is fighting for paternity leave if you don't have it taking it if you do have it we've got it we've got to show more respect for mom and the reason why is because of the research that i've been doing on on what kids are doing by by breaking the rules and they're not listening they're, they're making their own world and one of the quotes yeah. that i came across in my research was my parents were rebellious so i could be free to do whatever i want and i'm going "Ooh, your mom needed to be home to kind of replant a different thought in your head yeah, but it's not just the. Why is that on the mom? That should be on the parents. It should be, it should right? be on the parents. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. Mom is just and, that one leader we all go to, though. I mean, that that to me was was my connection when I had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, and I think like what I loved about. So you know, my husband never took paternity leave, but you know, in the last couple of years since everything that I've been doing for Carrie, my company, which is to help carry the burdens of women through content resources and storytelling, he's really stepped it up in so many areas. Like my sons and my daughter see a partner that partners with me on literally just about everything. And so how can we, how can the mom no longer be the default for everything? Because women, how do women go from describing themselves as resourceful and hardworking to the burnt out mothers that we are today? And that's why what was so fascinating to me, I realized I had so many blind spots, Arrow. And when I looked into America's history and talked to all of these experts, I realized like it's because of the messages that we've been hearing. It hasn't always been like this. It's the messages that we've been hearing, the messages we grew up with. It's our own inherent bias in our own childhood right so but uh, uh, i think the best families are whether or not and i know there's a lot of single moms out there and single parents we have the highest rate of single children um here in america we need to give single parents much more support uh, and we all have a vested interest in that too but the mom shouldn't be the default for everything it's not good for her it's not good for the children we need to make it more of a partnership and we need more we need more support from society not just from a policy level but we need society to say hey these are our kids even if they're not my kids yep. but our society says your kid your problem we need society <laughs> to say i'm my brother's keeper these kids are our future they're our greatest natural resource because they are either our greatest natural resource in the future of this country or they're not so let's support families and let's support working moms because i think the the reason we are in the situation we're in in this country because of two things we don't value families and we don't value working moms yeah. so let's we all have a hand in changing that arrow we we often we have to grow beyond something that i've seen a lot lately and that is and i and i've heard a lot lately especially through the pandemic is that moms like to go to a grocery store to get away and it's like wait a second mm-hmm. you don't have to go to a grocery store to get away there's so many other places i realize it's peaceful it's safe but there's got to be other places where moms can be supported uh with their walking periods yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I just go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls. See? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Arrow. I appreciate you supporting the book, okay? I wish we could talk more. You be brilliant today, okay? You too. I appreciate your your support, and thanks for being an ally, okay? You bet. Thank you so much. Thank you.